The second reading today asks this question. After stating that uh, the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God are so incredible, he says, how inscrutable are God's judgments? How unsearchable his ways? And then it asks these two questions. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has given the Lord anything that he may be repaid? Hold that thought, okay? I have a friend, um, just about 30 years old, who's, who's uh, getting his third master's. And uh, he wants to get this one at USC. Uh, because he's always saying this, uh, it's who you know. It's what title you have. What school did you go to? And I know there's some truth to that. If somebody has a degree and it says USC or UCLA on it, that people go, oh, wow, that's, that's great. But it doesn't prove everything. It doesn't. There are people with degrees, big degrees, that, that don't know a whole bunch, and they're not very practical or, or uh, you know, they, they, they don't get it even though they've got the, the degree and, and perhaps some of the knowledge. A, poison, uh, a point in case, a case in point. Um, I was told this when I was about 15 by my father. And it's funny how uh, sometimes you have one incident, one 10-minute conversation that never leaves your brain. And here's one of them for me. He was telling me about um, this family in Kansas where he grew up that uh, they weren't doctors, they'd never gone and gotten a degree, but they knew the human body. They had this gift. It was just a gift. And um, people would go to them to set their bones, and, and uh, they are animals too, you know, just because these people, they would feel and they could put things in order. So this other friend of his had broken his arm badly, and he went to the doctor, uh, a doctor with a degree, with the knowledge, and the doctor said it wrong. Uh, and um, so the, it was in constant pain. And, and uh, so finally he went to this family, and my dad went with them, and said, you know, I don't know what's wrong, but the, I went to the doctor, he set my arm, but it's just really bad. So he removed the cast, and he felt, he said, okay, now this is going to hurt. So he, he gave him some whiskey, and then he put a little piece of wood in his mouth so he wouldn't bite off his tongue. He says, it's going to hurt, but it'll just hurt a little bit and just for a moment. Then he went <laughs> and broke it again. Then with the hands, he just, he, he fingered like this. My dad said for about three minutes, got it all in place. Then he wrapped it up and said, all right, just leave this. He had a little, uh, a thin little board here and wrapped it up. and said, just leave it like this for a couple weeks and it healed perfectly. Now, he had no degree, never went to school, but this man had the gift. Today, in these scriptures, there's some gifts given that are really important. First of all, the obvious one are the gift of keys, both to the prophet and to Peter. And the gift of keys represents authority. Uh, you've got the keys. And with the keys, you can let people in and you can keep them out. The keys are very important. But prior to the giving of the gift of keys, there's something else given, especially in the gospel. There's a knowledge given. It didn't come from any school. There was no degree attached. But obviously, this knowledge was given because Peter saw something. Now, when Jesus came, he came as Messiah, 
And it had been foretold for hundreds of years, a Messiah was coming. But people didn't really know what they meant. Oh, well, they knew that it had, had to do with messianic signs. The scriptures are loaded with them. Uh, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the mute will speak, the paralyzed will get up and dance. People will come back to life. So people had been prepared, watch for the signs, you'll see them come. However, it's only fair to say that other people had those healing powers, just like this family. No education, but they could feel bones and put them in place. In some cases, better than the doctors with the education. So there were people in Jesus' time and before him who had gifts. Who knows where they got them, I guess, just from God. They knew, they knew how to help people regain sight and regain their voice. They probably were very good with the human body. Maybe there was a blockage with, with something in one of the veins and just by massaging it, kind of like acupuncture, that kind of stuff, that they could bring about healing. But that wasn't the same as the messianic signs. Individual gifts, even if some had uh, a few of them. But when Jesus came, something different was in the community. And people were attracted to the healing powers, but that doesn't mean that they saw or understood or made the connection. Ah, this is messianic. Perhaps this is the Messiah. So one day in this kind of uh, funny conversation, it, it just seems so, uh, um, so simple. Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And uh, in this very limp conversation, they start responding, well, some say Jeremiah. Some say uh, one of the prophets. And Jesus turns and says, who do you say that I am? And Peter, somehow he gets this knowledge. Jesus would say it came directly from the Father. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. He got it. You are Messiah. And Jesus acknowledges this gift of knowledge, not as a human gift, but a divine gift. And then the keys are given. But what doesn't happen, and it doesn't happen till next Sunday, but in the Bible, uh, it, it, right after th these words, Jesus makes a, um, a, a prophecy of what's going to happen to him. He says, the Son of Man must suffer and die. He will be put to death. And then right after that, Peter says, no, this could never happen to you, ever. And what does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. How dare you? The messianic age is here, and what must be, what must be. And you have no power over it. You stand before it and acknowledge it. But what makes it so important, this is a spoilers alert, by the way, because you will hear it next week. But what makes it so important is Peter has declared with some kind of divine knowledge, you are the Messiah. But he doesn't get what the Messiah means, what it means to be Messiah. And Jesus wraps it up in that language. I must suffer and die, be put to death by others. In this great revelation that we will hear next week, and in Peter's denial of it, and then in Jesus' the strongest language I think he ever uses for anyone, for his beloved Peter that he just gave all this authority. Get behind me, Satan! You're trying to trip me up. Is the recognition 
that the work of the Messiah is, it's an inside job. It's not outside authority with keys. It is that too, but it's an inside job. And he will declare it. This is what this candle means. The, the Easter candle is the Paschal candle, or the Passover candle. The candle that represents the angel of death coming through and people dying, and, and then from that death uh, comes a freedom. It's the death and resurrection of Christ. And that's Easter candle lit at our baptism, lit at our confirmation, and lit at our funeral. That's the three times that we embrace the truth of that Paschal candle, the messianic reality that's wrapped in that. There is death and resurrection really every day, little tiny ones. You know, a little rejection. Would you shut up? And then whatever we feel as a result of that, you're so stupid. Whatever we feel, it's, it's a tiny death. But there's bigger ones that we go through, that go through uh, great losses, death of people that we love, financial ruin, a marriage that falls apart. And we have to embrace this, this big, painful death. Because if we don't embrace it and go through it, we may end up hating and resenting forever. But if we go through the death and find the new life, we are given a great, great gift. Today, um, these two young men are going to receive the gift of confirmation. And you know, the gift of confirmation can be like a title from USC. Oh, were you confirmed? Yes. Oh, I was confirmed at St. Bernard's on this day, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Now, uh, who confirmed you? Father Perry. He's not even a bishop. But what if the archbishop came and did it? Or what if the cardinal did it? Or what if, what if the pope came and gave them confirmation? Well, then all the attention might be on the pope giving it, the degree from USC, but that's not it. The meaning is the gift that allows us to embrace the Paschal mystery in our lives. If these two young men... When I put the oil on them, say, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, they'll say, amen. That's your response, okay? I'll put the oil, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, amen. Peace be with you and with your spirit. Wonderful. But if it's just that they got confirmed, now they've got the title, a confirmed Catholic Christian, it's good. But the real mystery here is the conversation that follows. Do you know that the Messiah has to die, be put to death at the hands of others? And our response cannot be Peter's. No, that can't be, Lord. It's got to be, yes, Lord, I get it. I understand. That's the mystery that you went through. That's the mystery that you go through. That's the mystery you invite us into. And once we get that, stay away. <laughs> once we get that, uh, we begin to open ourselves to this new and powerful life. There was this family. They could feel the bones, and they did better work than the doctors. These two may double, triple, quadruple the work that I've tried to do in my life. But you're a priest of 44 years. Mm -hmm. So what? They may be greater. And it all has to do with receiving this gift, opening it, and using it, and growing in it.